I didn't see that coming. From Kansas City, home of zero hurricanes, it's the Shakes. I can't believe you guys do two in a row. I'm so back drunk. To back. I'm so done. Uh, well, I mean, we just we just started doing this. I hit last, the wall. Uh, I hit the wall five minutes ago. I'm so done. So, Tim, when did you become legal to drink? Uh, wow. Uh, uh, let's, <laughs> let's see. Let's get this started. Yeah, let's right. just write in the sure. This this year, actually, I, I turned 21 this year. Crazy. I I, I, <laughs> I am I'm sure I am uh, age wise two of you and probably physically two of you as well. <laughs> <laughs> if you took two of you, if I and, were a betting man, yes, and merged you together, then uh, yeah. then that would be me, age wise yeah. and 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 mass wise as well. So uh, so everybody on on our end, on on his end that are listening live, you you know who this is. But uh, on our end, guys, this is uh, Tim Smith, who is a a web designer and also host of his own fantastic podcast called The East Wing where he uh, talks to designers from all walks of life. Well, actually, mostly mostly web guys, though, right? Yeah, um, yeah, we do mostly web designers and developers. So that's who we're talking to today. He is just old enough to drink and uh, <laughs> can fit into Pat twice, apparently. Can be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're 21. You, you, you're, you're a freelance guy. You do your own thing and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, well, A, are you insane? Or B, (laughs) how, I mean, what, what makes you so special that you're able to pull this off at 21? So Uh, it's my my thought. (laughs) Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I started, I started off pretty young. Uh, I, I got my first job when, when I was like 15, um, so I, I didn't have much of a childhood. <laughs> so so breaking child labor laws. <laughs> yes. You started at fifteen. Yeah, basically. Doing, so what doing did, what? Yeah, doing what? Uh, I was a I was a uh, I think my official title was production artist. Um, oh wow! Okay. And uh, yeah, my my job was to basically like plaster logos on everything. Nice. Um, people would send us artwork, and and then we would just put it on tote bags, mugs, pens. Uh, coasters, um, <laughs> like a, a whole, you know, a, a huge array of things. And, and that was my first job and I didn't like it. Um, but I, I stuck with it because, uh, there was a nice soup place around the corner. So, so what did you learn? I, I always tell my kids, it's like you, I, I, I felt in my career thus far, I actually learned more from the bad things than the good. So what did you learn from that? Um, I, I think, uh, that's, that's what I learned. Um, I, I learned that you gotta, <laughs> no, that you got to stick it out sometimes, you yeah. know? Um, and, uh, and, and just learn from, from the people around you. There were, there were a couple of other graphic designers because I was a graphic designer at the time. Um, I wasn't doing any web work. Uh, so, you know, there were, there were things that I could learn from them, um, uh, small tips and tricks, you know, from Illustrator and things like that. But, but also kind of learning the business of, of design and, and how to, um, charge clients for certain things. And, um, that, that was kind of the beginning of that. 
Yeah. So, so how how long did you do the uh, the the tchotchke logo slapping before you decided that that you had learned enough from your mentors and <laughs> I I didn't do that enough actually. Yeah. Um, I I quit about six months into it. No, you didn't do that um, long enough. Yeah. You learned I, I, nothing. <laughs> I quit about six months into it because uh, because school was taking up a lot of time. Um, <laughs> Of course, I was I was still in high school you back were 15, then. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but then after that, I, I moved on to a small agency, and I I only worked there like a couple of months as well. Um, and and I started doing ads for the newspaper, and um, our our main client was a carpeting um, a carpeting shop there there where I lived. And, and we were, it was just terrible. You know, we would do these ads in Photoshop and we would stretch the text and, and put these amazing shadows on them, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, these, these just fire, just digital gross fire looking, <laughs> these gross looking drop shadows, you know? Yeah. Ice, um, maybe ice, icy, icy. Okay. Text. Again. And, yeah. and how old were you at this point? Uh, I, when I started that job, I think I was already 16. Jesus, yeah, I mean, do we have a case on our hands right here? I mean, can I, we bust this thing wide open and just say, so, and and you were... <laughs> I mean, at least at the first agency that I worked at, we had a 16-year-old kid that worked, but we at least called him an intern. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, I, I had a... When, when, it, when I was 15 and I was at the other job, I did have an actual work permit, so I wasn't... You know, ah, I wasn't okay. Doing anything Damn it. Or anything. I really thought we were on... Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we were going to help you collect big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Darn. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. So, so you're, so you're making fire and ice text in Photoshop and yep. All right. And, and, uh, and, and selling carpet left and right because of it. Yeah. And so you were there for two months. Uh, I, no, I was there for like three, four months. Oh, okay. So, oh, and then they yeah. realized you were 16 and they're like, we thought you were 28. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> you know, it's funny because that that job, I was 16, but I, I got paid cash. Um, I, I was <laughs> like, I, I wasn't, yeah, I I wasn't, hmm. you know, on a on any type of taxes or anything. The, yeah. the, the man was shady. He was shady. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's that's basically what happened. Uh, one one day he kind of found out how young I was, um, and and he's like, I think. I think uh, we should call this quits, yeah. uh, which was fine, which was fine because I, you know. Even he had his own limits. Throughout- <laughs> Tim, <laughs> yeah. I noticed you're going through puberty. Um, maybe this is not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how it happens. So, oh, that's man. I'm sure you probably get this part of it a lot. But, you know, 21-year-old guy and, and people, yeah. you know, say, well, I suppose if if you're going to do something crazy, now's the time to do it. Because yeah. you, I mean, do you hear that a lot? It, well, it was crazy in what sense? You're doing something you're doing that most far people, beyond yeah, your years. Yeah, doing something that most people right. decide to do after they've been in the business 20 years and they feel like they've kind of learned enough to – to go and make a and make a deal of it on on their own, I guess you know it's like you you kind of jumped a couple of decades worth of yeah. uh, stuff, and you know, and you're out there and, and you're doing it, and so what what and so from two old guys who I, yeah. I think are probably you know secretly jealous of you that that you're doing this <laughs> that you're on the goddamn dime so <laughs> yeah. well, Jesus. So how how well, can, how can we be like you, Tim? <laughs> I you know. Um, this this kind of this 
didn't happen because I, I wanted it to. I, I mean, well, this time it, it kind of did because I, I did quit my job this time. But um, the first time I actually tried freelance was because I had gotten fired. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and, and there was no other option. I had to make it work. I, I was, you know, I was living on my own. I had bills to pay. I had, you know, myself to feed. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had, I had a car payment, I had an apartment lease, I had, uh, I had responsibilities, so I had yeah. to make it work. And, and what I learned from that experience was the fact that, um, I had been scared to, to do something on my own. I had been scared yeah. to design on my own. Um, and when it came down to the wire, somehow it just worked. Yeah. Somehow I, I just figured out how to do it. And, and it was, it, I mean, you know, I'm not rolling in money, but, but I'm getting by, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and I'm happy with the work that I'm doing. Um, and, and that's why I continued to freelance. That's why I quit my job this time and I decided to freelance because I thought, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. You know, uh-huh. I, I, I strongly believe that I won't end up under a bridge. So why not do it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, so now that's, yeah. that's more of the part. Yeah. I think that's more of, of what I was alluding to earlier. Well, and that's, that, that's great. I, um, uh, was talking with somebody recently, um, at my company who got let go. And I said, you know, don't be afraid of freelance because once you do freelance, I'm my wife freelance for nine years. It's like, once you do freelance, then there is such a security in that knowing that you can do that. Yes. That if, if the shit should hit the fan, you can go back to that. You've done it once. You can do it again. There's comfort in that. You know that you are mentally um, able to handle that. Um, so that's great. That's fantastic. I also did freelance for a, a year when I was like 27, 28, something like that. Um, went back and, and, and went back into into the workforce because my problem at at the end of that year was – that I was really, really good at selling things for other people and telling other people's stories, but was really, really bad at selling myself. You know, so, you know, I mean, there's for a you, study, there's a study right? in there and how, how often that happens. Yeah. Because when, yeah, when I got let go from Barkley, my wife couldn't smack me upside <laughs> the head enough because I, I wasn't, I wasn't selling myself. Yeah. And, and I just, I felt like such a whore. It's like I never created work <laughs> so that I could turn around and sell myself for it. It's like right. it's like I uh, one of the first campaigns I ever did was for Chuck Hagel, who's now Secretary of Defense, right? Yeah. And he was out of Omaha, and um, he's a uh, he's a uh, he's a Marine from Vietnam, and um, I just you know when I had to write the trifold brochure to help sell him to the general public. It was like the fact that we were having to, um, you know, put it up on a banner that he was this, you know, Vietnam vet. Mm -hmm. I just thought, I hate that. I hate that because that's not why you did it. You didn't do it because you knew one day you were going to cash in that chip. Right. You you did it because you that was that was who you were. And so I always struggled with that. You know, it's like the the Sonic Two Guys campaign. It's like I did it because that's what we wanted to do. And it was a hell of a ride. I didn't do it because I knew one day I was going to have to turn around and cash in that chip. Mm -hmm. And it felt like it cheapened it. So I always, you know, I always kind of shied away from that. And my wife just wanted to just beat the shit out of me on a regular basis. (laughs) You will leave the house. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah. So, anyway. so, so the so the first time the first time that you did freelancing, did you find that that was a bit of a problem for you as well, or or have oh, you it, just always been? No, it continues to be a problem. To be. I, I think that that's you know it's the reason why I don't have as much work as I could possibly have. Mm-hmm. Because you know? because um, you're too humble. Uh, <laughs> well, well, but well, when okay. you word it that way, you know, it, well, it actually, sounds kind of. Actually, that's valid, though. I mean, you're you're a Midwestern guy like us. You're up in Minnesota. You know, you've you've got a little bit of that aw shucks kind of mentality because I mean that's that's what most people think about Midwesterners anyway, and and I think deservedly so to us to a certain degree. You know, I I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I just what I will say is this: is I I find it difficult to to sell myself, um, and and I totally identify with you know what just what what Pat just said. Um, the fact is that sometimes you do something and then you're like, well, you hate to bring it up because that's not the reason why you did it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that happens to me quite a lot. Um, and the thing is I'm not from the Midwest. I, I, I was born and raised in California. I, I barely moved here. Where, where in uh, California? Oh, well then you have uh, no excuse. R- exactly. <laughs> you should be all boisterous and puffed right. up chest and shit. Where, where in California? Uh, San Diego. Okay. The whale's yep. vagina. <laughs> well, how how do you get how do you get around? I mean, you obviously continue to have work work coming in, right? You you are at least doing enough of selling yourself. Uh, is there? I, I'm trying to figure out. Hey, how I want to? What question I want to ask? But is, is 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 there anything that you've been kind of toying with on trying to not necessarily make yourself sell yourself more? But uh, are you finding that there might be things that work more easily for you and help you keep that work coming in? And, uh, you know, as, as you're using yourself as your own marketing experiment, what do you, what do you think uh, is working and what's not? Um, what I think has worked for me is, is, is not saying a word um, and instead uh, allowing the work to speak for itself. Um, Worst idea ever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Sorry. And and you know, yeah. I mean, you you might be right. I, I think that that's that's probably why you know I don't have as much as uh, work as I sometimes like. But you know, that's what has been uh, successful for me sure. until this point. Um, yeah. I think the East Wing, my my podcast, has helped me tons yeah. in, in terms of just um, getting my name out there, as well as the the writing that I try to do both on on my blog and um you know i i just got a, a small little blog post published by a list apart mm-hmm. um and i've written for a couple of other publications so it's those little things i think have have done a, a good job of selling myself without me necessarily having to do it um directly oh i think that's great okay and i i think i think it is secretly and even to this day my my wife who is um also in advertising you know, we always go back and forth on, um, I think it is every creative's dream that the work ultimately sells itself. Um, which, which sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, you know, it's like when I do an interview and I've got somebody and I'm flipping through their portfolio and they want to talk about every piece, I'm like, shut up, Just <laughs> yeah. stop talking. Because <laughs> if, if I don't get it, I'll ask you a question about it. Otherwise I don't need you to explain if it's interesting enough, I'll ask you a question about it. But if you have to literally take me through page by page and you have your portfolio is not doing what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, um, 
so yeah, there's there's always that. It's like, oh, the work will speak for itself and stuff. And and I think then there's the ultimately that realization that you know um, there is there is uh, an entity beyond that work, um, and there is a uniqueness in how you approach things and what your thought process is and what you stand for that kind of rises above um, all of those things. And and that's where I think you find that's the intersection where you start to decide, okay, this is how I sell myself. This is you know, right. what is unique. Because the thing is, is what, what, what every creative wants to avoid, which every agency does not, um, is this, um, what can I make up um, that isn't really true to me that I can use to sell myself um, that, that feels <laughs> unique uh, yeah. but really isn't, um, or it's completely made up to the point where it may make sense to a couple of people, but you know, doesn't really resonate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's why you, you know, I mean, and, and I don't mean to speak for you, but I think that's why you default to the work is, is that, um, because that's, 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 there's an authenticity to yeah, that. It's not contrived. Yeah. It's, it's an right. honesty to that, you know, and I'm not making up some kind of hook yeah. um, that may or not exist. Well, and and that's the thing I, I I think I struggle with because, for example, I, I mean you know uh, I don't know if you've read Design Is a Job by Mike Montero, but yes. I, I found that that book so interesting because Mike basically says you have to sell the work. I mean that's part of the job. Yeah, and and I always feel like maybe that's where I'm I'm wrong because the people that you don't necessarily always have to sell are designers. Yeah. Because they are are their eye is able to interpret what you are talking about a lot of the times, um, whereas a client doesn't understand that, yeah. and and that's where I go wrong because you know designers aren't necessarily the ones hiring me all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's people who don't know our craft, and and to them it's it's more difficult to have to sell to and and really get them to understand what what you're trying to do and communicate. Yeah, that is true. No, that's very true. That is true. And you know, and to go on on in parallel with with what you're saying with uh Mike's book with you have to sell the work. The other thing that that he told me, uh I we we have a base camp for for Mule Radio stuff and and who is this Mike Montero that you He's this guy. Um, I, I, I'm not familiar, not familiar with, with his work at all. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so uh, we, we had, we've got this base camp for all of the, the Mule Radio hosts and producers. And I had a, a thread on there back in the summer. And it was kind of, it, kind of actually going back to that whole, you know, having problems selling yourself. I, I had this, it was this whole thread of, good Lord, I feel like I am constantly... I feel like I'm nothing but just this big commercial for the shakes right. all the time. And it makes and it makes me feel uncomfortable and you know and 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 how right. much is too much and and et cetera et cetera. <laughs> and uh, you know Mike's response was very simple, very short and he's like never apologize for selling your own work. Yeah. And you know, and I mean it's it's just that simple. So I was like, "Okay, I, I still feel like a shill, but <laughs> well, and I am I am I am a classic example of that even today in that Jeremy does a fantastic job of selling the show, and I do, frankly, a pretty piss poor job of it. <laughs> That's about um, how I'd say it. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me say it. Let me say it for you, so I don't hurt so much inside. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 tough, but 
how how have you been able to maybe track back a few instances of some things that came in that came in because of the East Wing or writing on the Bold Report or anything? You know, like the Alista part. I mean, jury's still out on that because that's only been out a few days right. as as of this. So yeah, I mean, has there has there been anybody that said, oh yeah, you know, I I heard about you from from this or somebody told me about you because of this or that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've gotten I've gotten quite a bit of clients from from the East Wing, as well as uh, I've I've been hired twice because of the show um, for a full time job, which was nice. Oh, that's cool. great! Um, yeah, they 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 said that they had listened to a couple of episodes and they really liked the way that I think, um, and mm-hmm. and then you know it went from there. So that was that was very flattering, and it was it's nice. So. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's interesting that they they like the way that you think because it also the show gives you a chance to actually show an aspect of yourself that the work does not. Yeah. So you know, going back right. to to the work selling itself, well, it it doesn't. I mean, you know, ultimately in reality, none of the work sells itself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you got to sell it, but you did an interesting way of selling your work writ large without talking about anything specific. It kind of shows the way you think, and they go, well, okay, that kind of applies to his work in general, I would imagine. So, Right. That's good. That's smart. That's smart. That is good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I mean, you know, I make no, you know, no, I don't really hide the fact that the, re- the reason why I started podcasts, like the Cocktail Napkin or even this one, is like, yeah, I get the name out there so that people can find, you know, the way I think do speaking right. engagements, things like that. And so, uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's smart. So hopefully one of these days it'll pay off for me like it did for you. I, uh, <laughs> I do it because <laughs> I got no place to go. Yeah. yeah Pat's just bored no on a Tuesday. <laughs> Pat does it cause he's bored on a Tuesday. I, uh, I fired Pat, uh, about, uh, six months ago and he, but he just keeps, keeps showing on up. showing up. Yeah. Well, we'll just, we'll just take care of that in payroll. <laughs> we'll fix the glitch. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, this mic, uh, this mic actually does not record. Yeah, I get nope. to talk. It sounds like I'm recording, uh-huh. but I'm not actually recording. It's yeah, just Jeremy having this yeah, interview. There's nothing you. on that end. So <laughs> that's right. It's a bitch to edit. Let me tell you. Oh my Let's God. Cut around Pat again. God damn it. He talks so much. So I saw, and I, and, and it was really weird because I saw it on your blog on the bold report, like. Five minutes after somebody emailed it to me today, but the whole thing, have you seen, Pat, have you seen the uh, Ron Burgundy news? In, <laughs> I in, haven't. Oh, okay. Will Farrell went to North Dakota and actually anchored the 10 o'clock news oh, as Ron Burgundy. That's fantastic. A full 30-minute <laughs> newscast. How great is that? Didn't mention the movie or any of that oh, stuff. Oh yeah, it doesn't just, have to. Just went and you know, it's like, you know, welcome KX News. I'm Emily Trasco, and I'm Ron Burgundy. Oh, that's you awesome. Know, there was a trash fire at the <laughs> Sam's Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it's so good. Well, and I, to me, that's so much more a seamless than he's doing it for trucks. Yeah, it's Dodge a, Durango. It's like why? I mean, they're they're funny. funny. They're funny, but it's like. Who who decided? Yeah, I mean, you know, Ron Burgundy as a character, he would never drive around in a truck. So it just it doesn't no it doesn't fit. It just feels like again, mm-hmm. it feels like advertising and versus him going around and randomly doing um, 
you know, newscast is brilliant. It, it's brilliant. You know, I, I think great. it's genius. I, I think, think the, yeah. the way that they've, they promoted this movie is, is absolute genius. And, and the thing is, um, at first I, I was kind of like, why, why, why promote, you know, the, the Durango, the Dodge, uh-huh. but tell me that you don't remember those commercials, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. they're, they're memorable. They are. Um, and, and I, I think, I don't know. I think that's a great way to, uh, to promote a movie. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, how, how incredible. So imagine Raiders of the Lost Ark and then Indiana Jones goes to promote, um, something. I mean, fresh, uh, not even fresh, a couple of years removed from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the equity that, I mean, they've only done one anchorman. Yeah. And just think of the equity built into that, that he can, he can pop into something and you yep. instantly know. Um, and I, I think that's, I think that's yeah. pretty fantastic. Yeah. I'm still picturing Indiana Jones. Like I'm trying to, you know, hi. what would he have been? Well, I was like, hi, I'm Indiana Jones. And <laughs> sometimes my lady friends don't feel so fresh in the morning. And yeah, that's yeah, why exactly. I get them summer's Eve. Exactly. <laughs> I'm tired. After a long day of looking for artifacts, I get pretty tired. That's why I turned to Viagra. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, you know, kudos to, to that, you yeah. know, and, and, uh, that it's just, I mean, when you, when you look into brand building and just, uh, being being able to build an icon so quickly that's so noticeable and so strong. So, yeah. So, so Tim, do you ever? I mean, you know, I I, I do always kind of keep on going back to about every other minute to the back of my head that you're 21 year old and yeah. You know, when when we talk about um, selling yourself versus selling the work and stuff, I mean, these are all kind of rookie mistakes that you you know you're already processing. At the age of 21. I mean, seriously, I was still putting together my portfolio and figuring out what I was going to do, if I was going to go into film, if I was going to go into advertising. And do you ever go, wow, I'm, I'm 21, not not as a crutch, but just to kind of bring yourself to back to reality for a little bit? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I try to do that as much as I can. Um, there are times where I realize that it, I think it comes most of the time when I'm frustrated with something. Or, um, you know, something just hasn't turned out the way that I'd, I'd want it to. I have to remind myself, hey, I'm 21. Uh, yeah. My whole life's ahead of me, you yeah. know. It's okay. I'm yeah. going to be okay. Very true. Why, uh, why East Wing? Where did East Wing come from? I was curious about that, too. Um, I, I used to joke that I lived in the East Wing of, uh, of my house. Of, of Well, the house of my folks. And, <laughs> nice. uh so one day, you know, when I was studying this show, I thought, well, what do I call it? And and that was the first thing that came to mind. So that's funny. That's what I ended up calling it. Funny. It's deceptive. It feels like a it feels like a <laughs> politics show, but yes. it's not a politics yeah. show. That's where that's where uh, Lazy Eye Theater came from. Was I in college? I wanted to pitch this um, this column about reviewing movies that um, that was. I mean, I I would re- and I started watching these horrible. Horrible movies, and one was like called, I don't know, some meat makers or something. It was just, it was so horrible. And I oh, thought, man. I'm going to review these really awful movies, and uh-huh. these movies that no one would ever watch. And I will take the bullet. And I started watching, and I'm like, God, who? I, I don't want to review these. These are terrible. 
and uh, and that and that's where that came from. So when I started my, so you were going to call it Lazy Eye Theater? Yeah, that's what I was going to call it. Yeah, and and and, and this was you were in college. You said this was in Lazy. college. Yeah, yeah. I, I pitched to the to the Daily Nebraskan. I, I have I have a TV pilot that I there you uh, go that that. Uh, Wow! That it, 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 well, I don't yeah, hold on there, Tim. <laughs> don't get too excited get yet. Too we haven't excited. heard the pitch. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. No. I I uh, I worked at a at a low power UHF station when I was when I was in college, and uh, my roommate and I we decided that we were, and he also worked at the TV station. We were going to do our own movie rental review show, which we called Rental Roundup. Nice. And uh, and so so we did pretty much the exact same thing. So we shot a pilot. I've got it somewhere at home. Nice. And uh, we 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 reviewed Transformers the movie because he was just obsessed with that. Yeah, one. the animated movie. Which, by the way, is pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, it's Orson pretty awesome. Orson Wells yeah, was the yeah, narrator. Yeah, yeah. And, and which, I mean, he was obsessed with the movie. So we did, we did Transformers the movie, the animated movie. Uh, we did uh, Christmas Evil. Nice. Which oh you want yeah you want to talk about like the Meat Master or whatever and then uh, as 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 my because I was kind of the I was the straight man but yet I was also kind of we decided that I was going to be like the whipping boy yeah. of the show so <laughs> I decided that that for the pilot my pick was going to be can't hardly wait so nice. I could make like some Jennifer Love Hewitt jokes and then he could you know basically verbally beat on me yes. for for five minutes and. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of, uh, it was, it was, it never, they never went past pilot. Never, <laughs> never went beyond that. Yeah. I think that's pretty awesome though. It, it was is, fun. It's cool. When I started getting kids and stuff, it got to the point where, um, I could only really sit through the first half of a movie mm-hmm. and then I'd either become disinterested or occupied by my kids or I just straight up fall asleep. Yeah. So my thing was always I was always going to review the first half of the movie before <laughs> that went down, and then he'd always review the second half because I could never remember. That's what genius. The half was that is yeah. genius. Yeah. I think that needs to happen in some way. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that. I like that. Let's let's put a pin in that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. All right. So as we're as we're kind of starting to uh, to to wind up just a little bit, uh, a question that we have for you, Tim, is that. Is there anything that you can think of, anything equaling anything, that okay. when you when you start thinking about it, gets you excited enough to keep you awake at night? Wow, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm a hopeless romantic uh, at, at heart, and I and I think that that's that's all I'll say about that question. Oh, that's, all right, that's there cool. You go. All right, I there like that. Go. I like that. So, a little someone is uh, keeping you up late at night. I get it. And you're playing in the old boombox outside the window. I get it. I totally get it. Totally get it. Okay, what's another um, uh, zombie apocalypse, uh, your favorite weapon? Hmm. Are there Star Trek phasers? No, no. I mean, you're... Okay, uh, I'm going to set set the stage. You are in Target. Uh, announcement has come out over the uh, that zombie apocalypse has hit. Go! You are in the you are in the baby section. <laughs> You're in the For baby section of Walmart. For some random reason, you've got about people are changing fast. It's World War Z. I mean, shit is coming out quickly. 
you have to go somewhere, grab something, what is it? Oh, man, come on. Uh... My son and I always do this. We always do this to each other. I mean, we'll be in... We'll be in so, a so it has store. to be the we'll baby be in, section. No, it doesn't have to be. I mean, you could you could run somewhere else. You could, it doesn't have to. You're not going to like. Well, if they're changing fast, pull some kind of. Well, they're not necessarily changing in the store, but you have to. Okay. You have to prepare yourself. Okay. Quickly. So so you can go to a sporting goods area. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Well, what there in, are what in Target. There, what would be. Um, a good, um, it'd have to be a shovel or we'll see. Yeah. Target. You're just going to get like blunt objects. You're going to, I'm, cause they, they don't have, have guns. They, they don't have electrical. Yeah. Well, and you don't want a gun. No, the best, the best thing you could get a Swiffer, you could a, Swiffer. Get a Swiffer. Yeah. You could clean. <laughs> Actually, somebody, somebody had the best thing. And, and, um, somebody said the way I would survive the zombie apocalypse is I would put treadmills in front of all my doors. Oh my God. That's genius. How awesome is that? <laughs> And then they would just be, how awesome is that? That's genius. I'm like, done. Wow. Yeah. They win. Done. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, wow. How do you, uh, but I, um, yeah, when Gabe was, my my son was maybe in, oh, I can't remember um, what grade he was, but it was, it was, it was still grade school. It was maybe fifth grade. I went in for Halloween and I read from um, the zombie uh, survival. Oh, that's fun. And, you know, and was quizzing all the kids. It's like, what's the best weapon for if there's a zombie (laughs) apocalypse? It's like, uh, you know, uh, AK-47. No. No. Nice kids. Bazooka. No. And uh, it's a Shaolin. um, uh, It's not like it's like a it is. It's like it's like a shovel. But it is very sharp. Oh on yeah, the, the little end. spade with yeah, the, yeah. like a like, yeah, it's a like a moon shaped. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and you and you can. It's very easy to available at Walmart. Yes, very easy to decapitate, and you keep them at a safe <laughs> distance. There you go. And my go. and my wife uh, walked over to me, and she said, "Are you done reading from this death book?" So Tim, this this has been a lot of fun. It's been great. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I, I, I had yeah. such a great time. I hope you've. Uh, I hope you had a had a good time. Yeah. I did. <laughs> he said hesitantly. Pause after yes. that. Yes. All right. Well, as as we're as we as we are completely quit, quitting this out, I'll leave this with you as with everybody as a thought. If we're going to resurrect like a like a rental review, I recorded a show last night off of Sci-Fi. Might be a good candidate for the first show. What's that called? Zombie Night. You know, I saw starring, that when I was starring around starring Daryl Hannah. What? Yeah. Starring Daryl Hannah, wow. Anthony Michael Hall, and Alan Ruck, Cameron Fry from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What? I'll leave you with that. Just a note, this is the last episode of 2013. We hope that you have enjoyed the shakes so far, and we will return January 15th, 2014. We hope that we'll see you then. We encourage you to visit iTunes and write a review for the shakes. Rating and reviewing our show helps our eligibility for the featured podcast section of the iTunes store, which allows other fans of creativity to discover us. Plus, our our egos really need the validation. So, yeah. The Shakes is produced by CocktailNapkinStudios.com and is a proud member of Mule Radio Syndicate. Mule Radio hosts a diverse array of shows, such as Audio Smut. Audio Smut is a show about your body, 
your heart, and your junk. Perfect for relaxing in your bathtub. We invite you to check it out. Thank <laughs> you.